welcome to the Parenting Podcast. Moms, wherever you are in your parenting journey, or however you became a mom, we want to come alongside, addressing your questions and concerns with helpful insight to lighten your load as we dive into the reality of parenting. We are your co-hosts, Cheryl and Ellen, and we want to share practical answers, but our goal is to have relevant discussions that give you heart and strengthen you both today and for the years ahead. So join us now at the TPP table as we share together, helping you flourish and bringing your heart hope. Oh, listeners, have I got a treat for you today. We are beginning something new that I want to be a very regular feature of the Parenting Podcast. I've been wanting to begin doing interviews and having different people with different expertise or really something substantial to talk about to come in here in the recording studio. And so as I've been thinking and planning towards it, When I made my list, I will tell you my first choice was our guest. So TPP listeners, I would like to introduce to you not only my friend, but a well-known pediatrician, Dr. Kelly Stevens. So Kelly, welcome to the Parenting Podcast. Thank you for having me, Cheryl. (laughs) Kelly is a pediatrician. And how long? 35 years. Kelly and I personally are friends. We go back. uh, My daughters worked with you in the baby nursery at church. Yes. And I would just hear Dr. Kelly this, Dr. Kelly that. So she just talked about you all the time. And then we became friends. So if if you were hearing Dr. Stevens this, Dr. Stevens that at your house, Everybody at my house was hearing Deborah this, Deborah that, <laughs> as a maybe eight-year-old yes. uh, who was quite gifted in taking care of infants, and uh, my wife and I just loved working with her. Uh, I mean, Kelly, you have been an influence in our family's life. Um, my son went on his first mission trip with you, I think, to Jamaica. Yeah, Jamaica. Mm-hmm. And that put him on a lifetime trajectory of having a heart for reaching out and helping underserved communities and needs, both as a Christian and then he went into the medical profession. As he shadowed and worked in the office. Uh You were involved in his internship and now he actually lives overseas. Kelly, thank you for your involvement in our family's lives. I'm so glad our lives are intertwined. This circle that's going around. Now, my grandchildren come to you for their pediatrician, and that little Deborah is the mom that's bringing them. So yep. She, she is, they are, and she is wonderful. And we had no idea you'd be sitting here with me in the recording studio. Right. It's my pleasure. I uh, just in the office talking with a patient one day, and she said, Hey, you ought to listen to this podcast, the parenting podcast. And she told me you were involved and that she was a guest on it Uh in the early phases. And uh, 
that's how I, f- I found you. And ever since then, I've, I mean, I'm waiting for Thursdays for it. Ooh. And I, I learned the term that it, it drops on Thursday. And, you know, I'm like, oh, I drop it. Okay, good. That's the first thing I've ever dropped that was going to be good. So, um, and I always recommend the parenting podcast to my patients. It's on my handouts. Wow. So, Kelly, you are a lifelong Oklahoman, right? Yes. Born and raised in Ada. Of course you chose to go to OSU for your undergrad. Yes. You did your residency in pediatrics at OU's Children's Hospital, and almost everything since has just been here. And you've been married to Cindy forever. 41 years on Tuesday. Congratulations. Children. Two children, uh, a daughter and a son, Lacey and Ben, and uh, two grandsons, Owen and Hutton. We call him Hutch. Oh, and yeah, that's a sweet part, isn't it? it we could talk every week about how wonderful right. our grandchildren are. Over the years, Kelly, while I've been in parenting ministry, we have tag team because we do have a lot of moms that are your patients and then that I've been involved and worked with. Yes. The message is generally yes. the same. Because your heart is the same heart as what we have here. We want to encourage, we want moms and their families to flourish, and we want to bring them hope. And now we are tag teaming through the parenting podcast. Right. So this is fun. And I feel like more and more my job is that. I, I did not go into pediatrics even dreaming that my job was going to be to give hope to to parents, uh, unless it was wow. saving a child's life or something, yeah, which I yeah. don't do. Uh, but now, especially in today's world, the moms are hearing so many negative things, so yeah. many things to make them anxious that I feel like my goal is to help them leave less worried. Wow. This is why you're here, Kelly, and why I was glad anytime someone I knew came to you. And, of course, you use pediatrics and medicine to do that, and we're using the podcast to do the same thing. And my wife says, I need to have a podcast, so here we are. are. (laughs) Okay, moms, you are going to love to get to know Dr. Kelly because he isn't just here to tell you what to do and which shots to have and all of that. We're going to talk those big issues of life and parenting and our hearts and our generations. And so I'm going to remind you at the end, moms, you're going to want to send us questions. Okay, I'm going to start out with something. One of the wonderful things that Kelly does is he gives out handouts and encouragement and ideas to his patients. And one of the things that you talk about is birthday boxes. So what do you mean by a birthday box? Well, I'm not sure where I heard the term. I can't claim that I coined it, but a birthday box would be at least symbolic of at your birthday or at a a moment, either the start of school or whatever, Mm -hmm. uh, like would be when you are eight, you get certain privileges and certain responsibilities. And so you would sort of figuratively open a box and there would be privileges and responsibilities, either written down or, or in form. Okay, so you're not talking about a birthday gift like roller skates? No, that's not a birthday box. This would be the gift you didn't really want to get. Like my, <laughs> my mother used to give us thank you notes for Christmas, 
And then we had to write a thank you note for every gift we got oh. before we could leave the Christmas tree and go play with them. So do you use it specifically for birthdays? Or you were saying at certain milestones, even in life, you're talking about a gift, but it's different from something, a physical gift you would unwrap. Is that yeah, what you're talking about? Absolutely. And in fact, even today, as I was talking with my daughter, who is also a pediatrician, about doing this podcast, she was talking about some responsibilities, goals that she had for her going into third grade son. Uh-huh. So here's what a third grader would do. And then there were some cleaning things and there were some privilege things to go with it. So there were some responsibilities and there were some privileges. Oh, okay. So when you're envisioning of this, you're talking about literally wrapping it. And then when they open it, to make it ceremonial. I have not seen a birthday box, but I picture it as almost a ceremony every year. So, for example, in your 16-year-old birthday box, there may be car keys and a driver's license and a phone. And by the way, that's when I recommend getting a phone. So, Mom, when can I get a phone? When you're 16 and drive a car. Kelly, I would like you to explain all of that. So we'll come back another time. Sounds good. And talk about that 16-year-old <laughs> birthday box. I will get lots of hate mail from <laughs> any young listeners. <laughs> I'll forward them all to you, Kelly. <laughs> You're doing more than saying, woohoo, you get to have this. You're trying to do something bigger. What is it that you're trying to do that's bigger about this? One thing that I'm trying to do is to give parents answers to questions their kids ask them. If they ask you, when can I get a driver's license? You know the answer, 16. When can I vote? You know the answer, 18. You don't hesitate. But if, when can I get a phone? When can I spend the night with a friend? What does spending the night with a friend mean? This is a different thing in today's world as well. So we're defining ages or stages for things that don't have defined ages or stages. So the idea would be the parents ask each other and discuss, and Uh each family develops their own identity or their Mm -hmm. reality. This is a brilliant idea. I really like this. Probably the impetus for me to come up with this idea was that my first child was three years older than my second child, or still Uh is. Yep. (laughs) And, and, <laughs> That's good. And so, uh, so I had a girl oh, first true. and a boy. She would point out over time how many times we let him walk to school, ride his bike, whatever privilege yes. there was, he would get it before the age that she got it. True. And so that became an area where I was conscious and trying not to have that happen oh, or yeah. not have other people let that happen. But also the idea being, let's say... You're, you're seven, and you have an older brother. You saw at eight he could ride his bike around the neighborhood. But you're seven, and you can ride a bike, and you have friends in the neighborhood, and you're willing to open your eight-year-old box and take the privilege. Then you have to take the responsibilities. And some of those responsibilities are about riding your bike in the neighborhood, but some of them involve cleaning the toilets mm-hmm. on Saturdays. Um, emptying the dishwasher, whatever the household responsibilities for that child are. 
Now, a question I never had to answer with my children was, when can I get a phone? Why is that? Well, because my children were born before there were (laughs) phones. Let's say you had a child now. How would you handle it with a birthday box? We, the parents, ask each other and discuss, will we allow our children to have a phone? And maybe what kind of phone is that going to be? Mm-hmm. Because when the child asks for a phone, if there's silence, then the child says, aha, maybe I can make up some of my own ideas, my own mm-hmm. reality here and interject my opinion. Well, this is so good. So it's not something that just happens. What I'm hearing you say, Kelly, is the parents thinking through making a plan and saying, we want to not just let something happen, to start taking, if you will, the steering wheel so that we're making conscious decisions about how we want to parent and how we want to develop our children. So rather than just being bombarded, we can have a plan that fits in with what our principles and our worldview for our family. Exactly. And I've, I've, over the years, talked about like you start in New York and you're going to go to Los Angeles or, you know, I mean, and that's the trip you're going to make between birth and when they leave. And birthday boxes would be like guidelines to sort of keep things on track in the direction you want things to go. Now, understanding that there are going to be flat tires and, (laughs) and, you know, run out of gas times, and there are going to be things that happen along the way. And you need to be aware that those things are going to happen. And as you guys talk about pretty much every podcast, leaving some margin in your life for those things to happen, but not let them take you off track Mm. and end up in, you know, somewhere on top of a mountain in New Mexico, and you're just going to stay there. It's like your goal was to get from New York to Los Angeles, and you have 18 years or X number of years to get there. And so at each milestone along the way, whether that be a birthday or whether that be a graduation from one grade to the next, um, There are both things that you are able to do now that you are 16 Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. and certain responsibilities. I love this because you're talking sort of the roadmap and that I love the intentionality. I wish, wow, I wish I had had this, this intentionality of setting up these milestones of privilege and responsibility. What you're saying is, wow, we're giving this privilege, but you have the responsibilities. Or we're giving the responsibility, but you have this privilege all along the different ways. Is that what you mean? Exactly. I do mean that. And I I have this sort of romantic notion that <laughs> a child will actually see some of those responsibilities as privileges. And from a camp I used to go to as a child— you don't have to clean the toilets. You get to clean the toilets mm, mm-hmm, when mm-hmm. you're eight years old or 12 years old. But I like it because you look forward to it. What would be an example for the moms listening to say, for example, this would be the freedom and privilege, but this is the linked responsibility. Could you give an example of that? An example of a privilege. It might be a, a date 
with just one parent or mm-hmm. be able to go somewhere once a month or a camping trip, you know, or some some activity that involves just the parent instead of a device or something. For example, might a privilege be um, that they can ride their bike a further distance around the neighborhood? Yes. So that would be a privilege that comes with age or comes when you show certain attributes or whatever it is. Yes. And so you, you get the opportunity and freedom to do things, but you must have the accompanying responsibility. But the parents thinking through making a plan intentionally to have the birthday box to make it ceremonial. Right. And, and you had said that when you show certain attributes, well, some, some people won't show attributes until those attributes are really asked for or needed. So and if, if the rule is you can ride within our neighborhood on your bicycle as long as you wear your helmet and as long as you call me when you get to the house, if you're going to go somewhere and stay. There's the thing. Yeah, and then I can get a phone. No, that's not. <laughs> you can use somebody else's phone to call and let me know where you are and then let me know when you're leaving so that I know when to expect you. I like this concrete example. And it could be that that's a maturity time or you could say whatever it is, arbitrarily, let's say eight years old. So eight years old, this is the box. You get to open it. And then you discuss the conversation with freedom and privilege come responsibility. And I love how you said these are the responsibilities that come with this privilege so that they are prepared. If they don't follow through, they understand you've made an arrangement and say, what happens when you're not being responsible? You lose your freedom and privilege. Right. I see so much of how it would take the responsibility off of me as a mom. Right. I think as things are codified or written down, yes. at, at least as ideas that are negotiable within, you know, between sure. parents, if there's two parents, um, and and with the children as they get older, uh, and, you know, times change. I, again, I said, I didn't yes. have to worry about my kids having a phone because there were no phones no. to have. And who knows what 15, you know, two years from now is going to bring. True. And also on the converse side, you may look ahead at your 16-year-old birthday box and decide, I don't really need to drive that bad, and I don't really want to have to get a job and pay for gas and insurance, so I don't even want to open my birthday box at 16 yet. And I love how you're offering them the positive looking forward to this yeah. and realizing there's a connection of their maturity, how well they're handling their five- and six-year-old boxes will affect their seven and eight year old boxes. Yes. And, you know, if they are in a family like mine with two kids, my son had his sister to look at Mm -hmm. and either choose to do things the way she did them and take or do them differently. When you have five kids or seven kids or something, you have even more. You really only have to make these birthday boxes once. Wow. Each kid is under the same roof and they're going to have the same birthday boxes, and they're going to see how their older sister or older brother handled those privileges and responsibilities, what the consequences were for doing so or not doing so. And then they're going to adjust their behavior based on that. So as a parent, you've actually made your life easier. And so what I've always told parents are third kids are perfect. 
and it's not the kid, it's the parent, because they you you just finally figure out what matters and what doesn't. Yes. And you're not micromanaging. You know, you're not like, well, we're not on schedule on our way to Los Angeles. Oh my gosh, we've got to make up two days now. It's like, no, let's stop and enjoy the scenery. We're in Colorado and the weather's beautiful. Let's stay here a couple of days and then we'll keep going to Los Angeles. This is fantastic. What a tool. And I like it because instead of worrying about making the decisions, you can spend the time having the conversations. Yes. And you move the responsibility onto their tray. And so like you guys always talk about, is this is a relationship. Yes. And it is. And this, I feel like, fits into that relationship Perfectly. sort of uh, mindset. Wow, this is great. Ah, uh, wish I could use it on my children. Oh, Kelly, our time is getting away. Let me do something. Let me give you some rapid fire questions. Okay. Oh, okay, good. Yes. <laughs> because there's so many things to ask you about. Birthday boxes as a conversation. But let me give you a few things. Just give me your quick answers on them. Okay. Something I had to make a decision on when we had a son. And you just told me yesterday you're driving back from doing this, which you do early in the morning sometimes. Circumcision, no circumcision. What's your quick rabbit fire answer? So I could debate both sides, yay or nay, on circumcision medically. But it falls, I think, to a non-medical answer, and that is like father, like son. Oh, wow. Rapid fire question. What about fevers? Fever is your friend. Fever should not worry you. There are people that have febrile seizures, and those are not that common. But fever is part of your immune system. If you knock down every fever, you've taken one of the weapons away from your immune system. So let it run a little bit. If it's maybe, I say 102, it's, you know, keep it there under. And treat your child rather than the number on the thermometer. We can become way too focused on the thermometer. Thank you, Kelly. This has been wonderful. And I look forward to my opportunity to have these conversations and to delve into so many of these different areas that you have shared with all of your patients. They've all heard them. Over and over again. It's, <laughs> it's good. I always say I'm like a, if I had an action figure made out of me and you pulled a string on the back, I could give you 10 things that it would say. And that's all. I just pull at the right time and you get the right answer. Sometimes you may get the wrong one. Oh, I knew this was going to be so much fun. That's why I've just looked really forward to having you in here. I have like 10 questions I've thought of while you're talking I have so much I want to ask you. I can hardly wait for you to come back in. You'll come back, right? Will you come back next month and jump into this again? I would love to. Thank you. I always recommend the parenting podcast to my patients. Oh, moms, if you're like me, you are thinking of questions to ask Dr. Kelly as we're talking. Oh, shoot them to us. What would you like to ask Dr. Stevens? Contact? at theparentingpodcast.com or contact us over social media. We want to hear from you. I know if I could put y'all on feedback right now while we're live, we might get 25 questions. So let us hear from you, okay? Oh, this has been such a blessing. How encouraging. You're amazing, Kelly. I appreciate it so much. It was great. Thank you. Moms, it's really easy to say after listening to this man, remember, 
Hang in there. Keep loving. Keep persevering because it's worth it. And it is. Dr. Stevens' portion of this podcast is for general informational purposes only and does not constitute the practice of medicine, nursing, or other professional health care services, including the giving of medical advice. No doctor-patient relationship is formed. The use of the information from Dr. Stevens' portion of this podcast is at the user's own risk. The content of Dr. Stevens' portion of this podcast is not intended to be a substitute for professional medical advice, diagnosis, or treatment. Thank you so much for listening to the Parenting Podcast. We hope it was encouraging to you and maybe gave you some new ideas to help or just a little lift in your parenting day. Remember, we drop our episodes every Thursday, so be sure to subscribe so you don't miss any. Like or share or leave your comments. We would love to hear from you. Feel free to go to our website, theparentingpodcast.com, where you can find talk notes and other resources. And of course, follow us on social media. We're glad you were here today and look forward to next time.